Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Stronghold. As always, I am Sean, your host and Dungeon Master, and before we get back into the action with our heroes, allow me to take a moment to remind you of what's happened previously on the show. Last week on Stronghold, our mighty adventurers heard from a magical singing bird about a mysterious box they needed to steal for Radoin the Merchant. They explored the passageways within the walls of the Giant's Hall, and they encountered a kitty cat the size of a horse, who definitely seems intent on eating them. Now, climbing up some giant stairs while trying to escape it, Thomas is about to come face to face with its enormous feline claws. Let you die, spared the dying, throw you over my shoulder, and get what out of here. What is your AC currently? 17. Okay. Actually, okay. you just get strength. And its claws come so incredibly close to you, but large as you are now, its claws get fouled up in your billowing cloak, and it rakes gashes in the cloak, but luckily not in you. And it is standing half on... Step six, half on step seven, where you are, with its paws on either side of you. And it will still try for that bite, even though it doesn't have a hold on you as of yet. And as it comes to bite you, its jaws do shut around your shoulder, with one pair of large incisors puncturing you from the front and the back. Dealing 13 damage. Jeez. Hey, hey, hey buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to think twice again uh, about attacking well, stuff it again? Like, it would have got us anyways. It's fine. Your need, action caused initiative. We need one of these checks okay, every so what now Okay, so would you have rather had to have a surprise attack against us? It. Uh, I would have rather ran up the rest of it, the steps. You it's still keeping it. hold of you in its jaws. So... This will end up being a weird sort of grapple, just FYI, for when it gets back around. So we're already grappled, right? Yes, technically you are grappled. All right. Freddy, it is your turn. One step behind you, so we are talking several feet away. You just saw your Thomas get... Your Thomas. (laughs) Seriously bit into by this large cat, which is still giant compared to you. And eh, still significantly sized, even compared to your large companions. I'm going to use my last sorcery point and double cast Magic Missile. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Rolled poorly on a couple of those. So six bolts of force rocket into its body and it does not like that at all finding it actually very confusing and releasing its grip on thomas in that confusion as it looks to see what is hitting it drama sweet your turn look in an eye what did you want me to do <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you a piggyback ride, and you're just casting magic <laughs> missiles over his head. Hey, look over here. Wah, 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 wah. There's a magic effect like right next to your head just going pew, 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 pew. So, how far away is this situation? You can, you move 10 feet, and you'll be within striking distance. No, I don't want to be within striking distance. <laughs> I want to get out of striking. It's not threatening you, though. Okay. It's threatening so me. You're not in danger. That's fine. Um, I'm Just gonna, letting you know, I'm not looking too great, guys. I know you're not. Move and take dash uh, and to, to get up. <laughs> so the full 120 feet? Yeah. So you can get... It is looking at us like it's going to come at us, right? Can I judge that? Um, it just looked at his face after you, he was just like... Bling. You can try and... Inside it, but that hesitation will cost your action. Nope, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> okay, we're going. So moving 120 feet, that puts you up four steps, basically. Yeah. And you were already on step eight, so that puts you on top. You are at the second floor now. Okay. And another room essentially spreads out before you. 
there another cat up here? Surprise, surprise. There's three more. <laughs> okay, so how far away is he from us? The cat? Thomas. So you went up four steps. That's going to be 28, so 30 feet away. Away if from If we us. were looking at this. Okay, I'm going to attempt to cast down. a spell at him. Technically a little further because of hypotenite, but sure, go ahead. Is that the plural of hypotenuse? I've literally never heard that ever in my entire... Hypotenuses? Uh, 27. <laughs> never mind. What are you trying to cast? Shield of Faith. What does it look like when you cast that? Uh, Shield of Faith. Uh, normally, I'm casting it on myself, mm -hmm. uh, but when I'm not, I put both my hands out in a direction, uh, and a wave of green energy surges out and touches whatever it is, and then surrounds... It in shimmering green light. A wave of intense green energy, larger and fuller than you have ever seen emanate from your hands before, does so and surrounds your party member. What are the effects of Shield of Faith? Plus two AC. Thomas, you have plus four AC. Plus four or plus two? Plus four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't want you to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So I can get a I I can get a feel for the fact that that just happened more than like this is I'm surprised by this like whoa uh, whoa this is a whoa moment this is a whoa uh, a real moment. moment okay so I'm a little <laughs> let me guess you're shook he's very shook <laughs> I mean <laughs> I feel I feel personally attacked uh, okay so that's it um that's all I got and I'm. Didn't you take the dash, ac dash action? Yeah. That's a bonus action spell. Oh, okay. So the cat just watched you guys flee, and it, being a cat, will pursue. Sure. Now that I give him more <laughs> AC. Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. And you better get that kitty. <laughs> first of all, uh, let's resolve any attack of opportunity that you take against it. Going to shoot it with the bow if it's running away from me, right? Smack it with the... The bow. Everyone's got a plan until there's a horse-sized cat. Or stab it. <laughs> or stab it with an arrow. You can melee it. Or I can just try to push it off the stairs. Or grapple it. That How worked out not? well for the... How about... no. <laughs> no. I don't believe you can make an attack of opportunity with a ranged weapon, unfortunately. You could try to punch it. Can or I try to push it. it off the stairs? Because <laughs> if it's running by me, I want to try to just like... That actually makes sense, combat-wise. They no. can be like... You can make... A melee attack, so either with a weapon or an unarmed strike. Uh, so unfortunately, you cannot try to judo flip this thing off the stairs. I don't want to like judo flip. I just want to push it, kick it. It's yeah. not your turn yet, though. So this is. Can I punch? It's, can it's I try to, to punch it something. hard? Can I try to punch it hard enough to knock it off the stairs? <laughs> with my you, he's trying. You know you're not going to push this thing off the ledge with yeah, a no, single I'm punch. Just gonna, I'm just gonna smack it. Okay. I'm just gonna punch it. Then just punch it. Knock Make it an attack. Remember, you get an extra d4. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be 19 to hit. So you definitely hit it. Yeah. You well so that, exceeded the AC. Be... You punched it right in its flank as it leaves. So it's just so one plus one plus your strength. All right. So that's four, and then and I'm gonna give you the d4 because you're big. So that's total eight damage. All right. That's good. It's bounding up the stairs. Yeah. And it's going to. Go for you, Draman, as the larger of the two creatures it has sure. in its sights. Can I use him as a shield? <laughs> Don't you dare. No. <laughs> you have the armor. Its claws are sure. out yeah. as it comes out of its second bound. And what is your AC currently? 19. Okay. So Pathetic. both of the claws hit, and it is got its claws out actively around your head and <laughs> bet you wish you got the helmet now yeah you'd be drumming one eye here in a second maybe i'll get a six scar out of this he's rolling a lot of dice chill gotta take 13 points of damage it's worse <laughs> it it comes it jumps at you yeah. and claws to the face you take 20 points of damage oh boy as it scores at least one critical hit. Not looking so hot, guys. Raking just deep furrows across your head. Uh, and then it's going to come at you with the bite. Sweet. Focused on the head because it's a cat. And it does bite as well. Yep. Sure. Sure it does. 
for another nine damage. Okay. I am close to going down. And your head, just as it <laughs> happens, is within the mouth of a large cat. Sure. Just sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, Drummond. Don't worry. Thomas, it is now your turn. And uh, uh, I need a constitution saving throw. Uh, Shield of Faith is a, is a oh, okay. concentration spell. I don't know what the... What am I trying to beat? The amount of damage that you took, I think. Uh, the highest, which was... Is it? I think so, yeah. Uh, if that's if that's the case, I can't roll that high. Cause I took no, no, it's not the total amount. It's the amount of the largest hit, which was, I think, 13... No, 11. You're trying to beat an 11. 17, 18, 19. So you are still concentrating on that spell. How? You just got your head nod on. You're wearing a cat hat now. Faith. <laughs> I'm now the hat in the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. It's right. a rough place to be. <laughs> no, the cat is the hat. Yeah, uh, the cat is the hat. Mm. You aren't a hat in the cat. The cat is the hat. Yeah. All right, I'm going to shoot it with the bow. Okay, and remember, you do have your, your stocking extra damage. All saved up. And all the AC that I gave you. Yep. <laughs> all the way over there. Yep. That's what I'm doing. I'm just ace using all this to shoot him. Okay. That'd be a 20. It hits. It's not a natural 20, though, sadly. Roll your stacks I still get. I still get a D4, right? Yep. Yeah. Because awesome. these arrows are now really big. They're, <laughs> set, they're like ballista are, arrows. They're close to ballista arrows. Or ballista bolts. Nearly the size of javelins. 20 damage. It did not like that. And it yowls, again, releasing Draman's head from the grasp of its jaws as an arrow buries itself deep in its right flank. All right. And then I'm going to move up until I am two steps below it. That would be two steps, which you can achieve in... One dash action. Could I forego my regular movement to do something else? Uh, not usually. So you couldn't, for instance, yeah. take that stalking thing again. You could dance. Freddy, you just saw your friend get almost nommed. Um, oh, I got nommed. Oh, I was on um, I was on him. <laughs> yeah, so the cat, was, like, the cat was literally like right <laughs> in my so, face. So you were staring directly down... <laughs> A very large cat nostril, and it is not a sight or experience. I was that you, blowing air up the nose. <laughs> not a sight or experience the cat away. that you ever want to go through again. Yeah. Nope. That's that's nasty up there. Troopers. All right. I'm going to thrust one of my hands out in front of me. I thrust one of my hands out in front Into of me. Into the nostril? No. <laughs> and to grab the boogie. <laughs> the cat let go of it. Swirl right? my yeah. hand around I, up there. I throw one of my hands out in front of me and mm -hmm. concentrate super, super hard, furrowing my brow, and I cast reduce size on the cat. Okay. So you have to make a constitution, constitution saving throw. Snap, I'm going to punt this cat across the room. <laughs> How would that work if, it, if my head was still in it? No, it let go when I shot it in the ass. I know, with but an arrow. what if you would have um, broke it its would, jaw? It would open its mouth <laughs> as it shrinks. So, uh, Constitution. What does it have to be? Thirteen. It does not shrink. Dang. Uh, <laughs> even despite the uh, rigor with which you are concentrating, it does not shrink. <laughs> I think seeing that nostril put the fear of God in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's shook. Put the fear of Udor in you. <laughs> I peed myself a little. <laughs> on okay. me. You yeah. peed on my back. Uh, you, still have a bonus, you still have a bonus action and a movement left, if you like. Uh, jump off of it. Yeah, I will <laughs> use my movement to jump off of Drama. Okay. <laughs> Are you serious? I got you up here and you're leaving? Are you moving away? No, I'm just getting off of. Okay. So you I'll are standing. Step, like, maybe five feet back. All right. As you step out of its range, it is going to take a claw swipe at you. Well, I won't move then. Okay. I'll stay on his back. Yeah, because I'll let you hop off right next to him. It's just that if you leave the cat's area of swiping, it will swipe. I'll stay on his cat. back. Okay, because he's on the ground now, so you're, you're kind sitting of... <laughs> Wait, what? 
I mean, I figured that with his face clawed all to ribbons and his head getting bit, he probably would have. Okay. Got then I'll be I'll be right prone. next. I'll be right next to him. Okay. So you're right next to him. Yep. Cool. Dramen, it's your turn. What are okay. you doing? Okay. Uh, as I normally would do and have done in combat, uh, when I get hit, uh, or I guess nommed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to instinctually try and cast um, inflict wounds. Okay. And I am, for reference, trying to upcast it. Okay. Fifteen. <laughs> what do you do when you cast inflict wounds? Uh, so, uh, like I did before with the wolf, it's a, uh, it's a like a palm out, touch it, and uh, it's like purplish energy that I um, forcefully push into what I'm attacking. A large swirling whirlwind of purple energy surrounds not only your hand, but your entire arm and most of your body for that matter. And gets pushed into this feline who is having none of it. Roll damage. Uh, I do have to make a spell attack. It okay. Is a spell attack. So you better hit. Cause I like that description. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, 17. You hit. All right. The description I have still stands. Okay. Roll damage. Okay. Uh, that's 22. Uh, that's 28. And as you push this whirling lance of necrotic energy into this still very large creature, it gives another yowl that fades into a mule, and it just sinks to its knees and then slumps to the ground, and it looks old and decrepit and decayed, and it is motionless now. Uh, dang. I think I'm shocked enough that I'd probably forfeit the rest of my turn. It's the cat's turn. The cat is motionless. It's Thomas's <laughs> turn. Well, seeing that, I am going to pull out um, Farnell's blade okay. and run up and finish it off. Kill Jack and... He's always... Yep. You, you jump up there. It takes... You're two steps away from the very top or thereabouts. And you get up there and you swing your blade and there's a squelchy resistance as you hit it, but you feel no difference in change in yourself. You do not feel energized. That's so weird. I thought it was still alive. You saw what just happened to this <laughs> Hey, I'm Thomas is still thinking about the wolf. It just magically <laughs> disappeared into the fog after we killed it. It ran into the fog. And I snapped its spine. You didn't snap it. You plunged a dagger into the spine. And There's it broke the spine. It severed it. Uh, I mean. Did it. Yes. The I magic mean, says no. Okay. But, like, logistically, it doesn't matter. Like, can't you cut uh, a druid? Like, when they're in wild shape, can't you just, like, cut them up and they'll still. Okay, so the cat's dead. Whew, that was a tough fight. That was a little crazy. Yeah, we almost died to a cat. Well, you House guys cat. did. Yeah, not even, <laughs> this is not even like Tiger King level stuff. This is. <laughs> yeah, this is just the house cat. I guess he got mad at you, Freddy. Uh, I didn't make the first move there, Thomas. Well, technically it made the first move. You, 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 <laughs> up you the started it. No, actually I didn't run up the stairs. You guys, you targeted it. But it doesn't know that I targeted it. I like saying targeted it. I feel like it felt your gaze. No, it, it knew we. It felt all of our gaze. It we heard your heartbeat jump it. faster. Yeah, it felt all over her. The cat was the size of a horse. Yeah, the cat pelt is probably in pretty good condition. <laughs> I'll use it for my new bed. Me a new toga because you keep ripping off strips of yours. You can wear this. This thing is like a hole. as a cloak. You have a. <laughs> it wouldn't be patchwork anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'd have like, you, what was it? What do uh, I need to roll to craft Her- a Hercules new Hercules when he had like the whole yeah the Dominion lion? lion. <laughs> you have a giant. Cat what do you head. have to craft? I mean, it would. 
Probably wouldn't be hey, too I mean, hard. I can um, I can skin it for you. Yeah, if he skins could, it, how? What you could would probably I have also to talk to, to Radoin to get it made into something. That's um, true. Well, if you want to skin, how do we Thomas? summon Radoin? Do we say his name three times backwards? Try. Can I do his little whistle? Apparently, the... you just make camp and you know defeat something. Can Shows I do the up. little whistle? What the whistle that he does? The... Uh, you can. You can give it a shot. And you look around, having just whistled, and you don't see any Radoin. It was worth a shot. I mean, sure. You do see a large vegetable ravioli over in the corner, though. <laughs> mm. um, All right. So, so okay. That's, I no, I, if, you, if you're going to carry it with you, you need to carry it with you. You got to yeah. figure out how to do that. He's going to skin it, or Thomas is going to skin it for me. Okay. I just had a near-death yep. experience. I'll, I'm just like uh, I'll watching help him these skin guys it. skin this cat. <laughs> There's I'll more than one way to skin a cat. How close <laughs> to death are you, Drummond? <laughs> I help you. Uh, on a scale of one to forty-three, uh, one to fifty-three, I'm roughly a four. Wow, very close. Whoa, I'm gonna take a look at the room that we're now standing in. The room where you are right now is not so much a room as it is an arcade above the main feasting hall. So on either side, running up and down the length of the hall, there are balconies that overlook the tables and the fire below, and is. Roughly even at giant's height anyway, with an enormous chandelier that rests above the fire pit as well. In front of you, as you come up the stairs, there is a fairly large space with a number of couches or day beds, places to sit and quaff mead in a more intimate setting while the party rages on below. And beyond that, is a large set of double doors that leads to parts unknown. So this that's like the VIP room. All right, I'm going to skin the cat. <laughs> I help him. All right, make a survival check. <laughs> so advantage. It was so anticlimactic. <laughs> Focusing on the things in front of us. 17. So you're skinning the cat. It does take a while. The pelt is not in ideal condition. It does look old and... Ragged, almost mangy in some places, especially the place where the lance of necrotic energy hit it. And while you're doing that, let's say about 15, 20 minutes into the process, you're maybe halfway done. You hear the enormous doors at the far end of the hall open. And that end, which had been relatively obscured from your view, is now lit by the dreary light that is still left outside, and you see the form of a giant, a massive individual of hulking size, flanked on either side by dogs of equal scale. In his hand, he holds an axe, and on his shoulders there is a large fur cape. And in front of him, you see outlined for the first time a stone, a standing stone. You can't make out any of the details, but it is one solid piece of rock carved in a rough oval shape. Probably 30, 35 feet tall. Standing at the furthest extreme end, closest to the big front doors that you just hadn't been able to see before because it was buried in the gloom. But the figure of the giant comes in with his dogs who immediately begin sniffing around and sniffing in the direction of the now somewhat dismembered cat. The giant doesn't seem to notice, and he shouts something at them in his own gigantic language that probably, from its tone, is something along the lines of, quiet down, you mutts. When he starts skinning the cat, I'm going to try and uh, cast this uh, healing spell on myself. Okay. Twenty. What healing spell are you casting on yourself? Cure Wounds. So, just like when you tried to cast Cure Wounds on Thomas earlier today, the light 
that spreads from your hand is intense and large. I guess they're like higher up or something. That's the only thing that's changed. No, it's just he didn't want us to die to the cat. Oh, probably. And it's the armor, maybe. <laughs> he didn't want us dying to a house cat. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, I I rolled a four, and it's a plus. Go ahead and roll oh, another d8 eight. as well. Sweet. Uh, so that's uh seven and. So you get a decent amount of health back. Still, probably won't make it through another encounter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I won't either. So, um, especially so not against more house pets. You are up here, and those dogs, for what it's worth, they look more like hunting dogs than lap dogs. Still a pet. We won't live through it, so... Uh, let's yeah, we're not ready for let, another encounter. Let's dip. Let's be sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> we're at the top of the stairs. We've got to go through... Yeah. Uh, like, right? We There's no way we can go back down the stairs and not be no. seen by this guy. You are now... Small boys. You're now six feet tall compared to his 25, so you are smaller than a newborn in his eyes. Um... You're like, bean. what, G.I. Joe size, I guess? We, and do we get the sick camo, too? No. You're all <laughs> Maybe the, an automatic? All the normal clothes. Yeah, yeah, we all have guns now. <laughs> no. Yeah, give me a Barrett 50 cal and I'll end this giant's <laughs> whole career. Screw this magic. <laughs> give, give, me lead. give me an Apache <laughs> attack helicopter any day. <laughs> That's a stretch. And then we call it an Apache helicopter. Anyway. Um, so what are you doing? Uh, I should have been using G.I. Joe size as a descriptor I, this I, entire time, because everyone knows how big a G.I. Joe is. I think that's the correct, we should use that as a correct use in a me- unit measurement. We measure everything in G.I. Joe's. Everything is Joe temp- size. That is exactly all, seven G.I. Joe's. Tall. All temperature and thalms, all measurements in, in Joe size. In G.I. Joe's. That's one Joe. That's two Joe's. G.I. Joe's. So it's about it's four one, and a half Joe's wide. That's one G.J. Two G.J.'s. There's this... There's this great figure stalking its way across the feasting room, and you just killed its house pet, and it hasn't noticed you yet, uh, but its dogs are excited. You should put on the cloak, <laughs> the cloak and then you and have run. To, we have to all now pretend to be his house cat forever. Well, actually, all, th- <laughs> all three of us, if we put we the pelt on, it. we could do it. No, like one kinda, of those Chinese dragon costumes? Yeah. Yep. You just kind of... We use some of the old bones of the the cat to like hold it up. <laughs> I've what never do we have to roll to do that. A performance. I've never had a more important performance. Role. Actually, I can. I'll I'll do it. <laughs> no. Oh my god. I'll do it. I have uh, high performance. If you do, if you make this roll, I'm holding you to it. All right, let's nope. do it. Nope. No, no, we're not I'm doing not it. We're not doing this. it. We're not doing it. I'm we're not doing a part it. Of no, this. no, no. And then no. we can sneak out of the. No. The Look, we're idea. already on the. Look. Tom, is it Freddy? That's a dumb idea. He has A intelligence. Why is he the one telling you because not I, to pretend to be a right. dead cat? That's how stupid this idea did is. You Even tell, Thomas you, is like, did you tell us, brought it up. Did you, I didn't bring that up. That was a joke. That was a joke. Did you, did, are you telling us that that's what you're going to do? If, are, are you serious about it? Are you telling us that this is what you're about to do? Because we can't stop you if you're just about to do it. Guys, we should try to act like the cat so we can get out of here. If we put some of the bones in it, we can like kind of mimic the cat with all three of us in it. Do you know how close I just came to dying, Freddy? Do you have another way out of here? Yes, any other way. Name one. I'd rather throw myself off the stairs that than door. pretend to be a cat. That door that we're right next to. Or we can go upstairs and grab the loot. We are upstairs. But you don't want to yeah. try to be the cat. No. Do you hear what you're? Do you hear yourself <laughs> do you, talking? Do you hear what you just said? So if it catches us not being the cat, it just steps dead. on us. What do you mean if it catches us not being the cat? If it catches us being the cat, it's gonna it's gonna do the same thing. Now we can make a convincing cat. We're, we cannot make a convincing cat. It's gonna look yeah, we can. droopy, as opposed to what it looks like right now. <laughs> the cat looks like it aged forty-seven years. <laughs> Exactly. We can make a convincing forty-seven-year-old. All right, cat. it's crusty. All right, Freddie, you do whatever you're All gonna right, do. Fine, we're not gonna do it. Lord, you I'm, guys don't want to help me. Fine. Don't make it like this. I'm gonna stand right here. Where are we going? I'm about to eat you off the steps. Go for it. Try. You with your ganky kneecaps. No, yeah. we're not doing PvP again. <laughs> PvC player I love versus how... cat person. 
Uh, I love how Colin and I always initiate a PvP. Always. <laughs> the brother it's like we he's were brothers gonna, or he's something. He's just gonna plunk you down to the gulag and let you go <laughs> for it. I'd take him with me. Gulag, I'd grapple him. Gulag with no weapons. You gotta punch each other. No, that giant gonna punch us. No, the giant just has to step on us and we'd be We're going jam. through the door. Yeah, we're He's gonna blow when we go flying across so, the... Yeah. You run through this um, second floor lounge area and towards the large doors at the far edge. It's about it's a distance of about 75 feet. Maybe 100 in that area. And as you come up to the doors, even as you're still running, the two things occur in your mind. One, you will never be able to open that door. Two, you do see another one of those small doors immediately next to it. Small door. Okay, yeah. Let's go. Small door, yep. You rush into the small door, and it looks like all of the other passages that you've seen today. Um, this one, this passage, goes off to the right for 175 feet. It's long and straight, and from what you can see right now, there's not too much going on up here or in here. Uh, okay. I, th- I mean, I think we're... We should probably keep going, um, but yep. at least close the door behind us and, and kind of keep and moving so we get away from the dogs because that is not something to I don't want to die to a house pet. Yeah. We so almost <laughs> just did. So as you are moving through this passageway, you do hear outside through the wall the noise of dogs of great size growing more and more excited, and you can only assume that they found the corpse of what used to be Fluffy. Um, the skinned corpse. Uh, partly skinned. Uh, it was very large. It was just a 47 year old time. Fluffy. And you can hear the, the sounds of them fighting one another and barking and they seem excited to figure out to whom this new dinner slash toy belongs to. It's not too much longer after that that you hear the the shouting of a giant voice from down below moments after the voices of the dogs had receded down the stairs as well. Anyway, after... How do you, how do you always do these, like, casual, like, and the world is ending? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, do, you do reach a T intersection. You can go forward or you can go to the right. Forward. Forward. Yep. You go the rest of the length of this hallway, and you come to a section where it goes left and it goes right. And I'll give this one to you. You figure just on relative distance and everything that the wall that you have come up against is the exterior wall again. So we'll go left. After 125 feet of walking, you come to a corner. You can go left or you can go the way you came. Left? Left. All right. You go left again. and We're NASCAR drivers. <laughs> Look at that turn. <laughs> and wow, another turn. This time, it's about 200 feet when you come to a door. It's on the left. Okay. Or you can go straight for several hundred more feet. The door is on the left, so we've gone in a big circle. Can we open the door? Uh, yes, it opens in. It looks exactly like all the other ones. Iron latch. Uh, do not try to kick. I will um, peek. Kick it, do it. Um, you peek into deep shadows all around you. And there is something fairly close above your head, almost like a low ceiling in here that extends for probably five feet to your left and another 25 feet to your right. And beyond those points, it returns to you know normal room heights. But right now you're in a... You're underneath something. Hmm. Is there anything under here? Can we see anything? Not right now. Uh, it, you can just see out. It stretches mm, 35 feet forward. And straight ahead, you see big, giant-sized double doors. Thomas, you want to sneak a little ways in here and see what this is? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the thing that you're underneath, there are pillars supporting it at each of its corners. Big, thick, tree-trunky pillars. Something like a table? Wouldn't be this low. It, it was it's pretty much immediately above your head. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe a bed? We really are like Thomas, mice go take in a someone's look. home. 
We're just crawling out I, under their I, bed, scurrying around. I mean, maybe if it was going to be anything, it'd be something very close to you. So maybe, yeah. maybe I could be. So there. I'm going to sneak out and like peek out. What else? From would underneath it be? the okay. low-hanging ceiling. A sacrificial um, slab. Yeah, you to sacrifice GI Joes. Don't worry about the stealth check. You make it to the edge of this low-hanging place, and looking out, it does look like a room. There is a truly large wardrobe in front of you. Its door is open, and it appears to be empty. When you look up to get a better handle on what it is you're under, it does appear to be a bed as large mammoth skins uh, over the side. Are, uh, are mammoths canonical? Have we... Do we know if they are a part of... I guess you wouldn't. As large skins of some furry animal that's truly enormous are draped over the side. Do I see the... Uh, there are the two doors, the ones that you saw when you got to the top of the stairs. And then there's another giant-sized door set into the wall on your left. Do I see the um, chest anywhere in the room? You do not. Not from your current position, anyway. Nor do you see a large table, the likes of which... It was resting on in your vision. The objective right now is to full to get rest. out of here alive. To full rest. To one week yes. rest. Uh-huh. <laughs> With All the right. giant trying the, to look in for the us. tunnels. <laughs> I'm sure we'll make it. We're like I mean, rats. if we're if we're the size of a GI Joe, we could hide pretty well in here. Yeah, but the the problem is there. These tunnels are not vacant. They're here for a reason. Yeah, so let his pet rats run around. Obviously, <laughs> they're not going to find us, but the things that are normally in here easily could find us. That's I don't like point. how big your eyes got when he said these. <laughs> these passageways were made for a reason. Why were they made? For for tiny <laughs> for dwarves assassins <laughs> to hide in them while they recu- recoup to come out and uh. kill the rest of your pets. That's why they made it. That's why I make all the tiny tunnels in my place. Okay, Your dogs don't stand a chance now, theory. old man. That's one theory. The passageway which you currently find yourselves in is maybe a little, a little higher than five feet tall and about five feet wide, and very bare, with periodic torches illuminating it every once in a while. I think on the order of forty feet is what I had said previously so considerable and deep shadows at regular intervals right now finding yourselves immediately next to an iron bound and latched door and in the illumination of one of these torches things are quiet and still though you can still hear the distant uh, barking of the dogs down below Okay, um, so we're all not doing so great, uh, and we're in a bedroom. Anyone want to take a secret nap? Yeah. How about we go back inside the walls if we're going to do that? Should we scope it out in here a little bit? I think that if we, if we kind of, like, I don't want to stay in the wall because maybe whoever created all this will come back around here, but if we go right inside the little doorway underneath the bed to where no one can find us, but kind of keep watch through this door that will kind of be okay. No one snores, right? Yeah. Thomas definitely snores. <laughs> I don't, you probably do too. Cause you have, you've, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember snoring, but well, I you mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember don't. snoring either. You don't remember snoring. If we start snoring, I think I would know if I snored drama. <sighs> do you guys think that'll be good? Yeah, let's do I it. I think that that's our safest bet, right? That yeah, what uh, time of day is it? It has been a while since you've been outside, so you can't tell based on the sun or light or any environmental factors like that. But your bodies are telling you from the sheer exhaustion, having climbed up a mountain and then fought a pretty vicious battle against a giant's house pet, it is time for bed. I am is what tired. time it is. Um, Thomas, are, can you set up any type of booby traps around us so we can sleep safely? I mean, I really don't have anything to do that. Can't with. Jerry rigs? You can't make bear traps out of you know? Out of what? Out of nothing. No. <laughs> do you can, still have your bear traps? No, I dropped them a while ago. We never picked them up outside of the clearing. 
unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I can take so. first watch, guys, if you guys want to get some rest. Yeah. So tell me about the little camp that you're setting up. You're underneath a bed. So there's a little dust down here, but otherwise it's bare and empty from the foot of the bed all the way to the wall underneath the headboard. Okay. And so you are exposed on three sides. The posts of the bed, the four corners, they're, they're sizable timbers, each the size of a pretty thick tree. We can snuggle up to the wall. Yeah, I mean, should we go back in the the the, the tunnel system and try and camp out in like a corner, or are we just gonna hang out under a bed? What What do you guys think? I think it will be okay if we like get up close to the wall, and I'll just keep a lookout at the door, like into the tunnels, and then you can see everything with your back to the wall. Uh, yeah, okay, Thomas. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I'd rather not be surprised by anything in the tunnels. Okay. You start rolling out your bedrolls along the, the side of this wall, trying to make yourselves as inconspicuous as possible. And uh, Once you do that and sit down to settle in for a nice slumber, I imagine you try to eat something. Some of your rations or some of the food you forged along the way. Dust bunnies. And when you, when you get that food out, the hard cheese from Linen Run, the fish you've caught in the rivers, the berries, the gotham berries you found along the way, they are all frozen solid. And you are reminded of the fact that you are wearing these special rings that keep you warm and keep your lungs full of air as though you weren't at thousands and thousands of feet in the air, in the mountains. And... That frozen fish does not look particularly appetizing at the moment. I'll stick with the cheese. Frozen cheese? That's probably even grosser. But it doesn't taste like frozen fish. Um, Can uh, I burning hands the fish? I mean, <laughs> you have, I'm sure, nuts and some type of frozen hardtack or biscuit or whatever the the locals, the the people, the tapudigifs eat for long journeys but i can't imagine any of it would be appetizing edible yes technically can we take one of the rings and put it on the fish you can try thomas give me your ring no <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm go get your own ring put on it all right i guess they're gonna eat whatever it is that some berries have. yeah okay so you're eating it all frozen i want to try taking a berry and like warming it up in my mouth okay you put it in your mouth and it is very very cold it is like chomping down on an ice cube except tougher because it is a berry sure. not just ice but you you do manage to eat it and it could it could be worse if you were able to like chop all of these up and like almost liquefy it it would be a nice frozen concoction that might sell well and Hot summer days in Addo. Something All right, we're we're opening a smoothie shop when we get back. Sounds good. Smoothies. We can make beer those. too. Uh, <laughs> it's what we're gonna make. It's like uh, you know. But berries. yeah, the the berries are the berries are okay. Sure. Okay. It's definitely not satisfying, but it is something in your stomach. And who is taking first watch? Uh, before I go to bed, I'm gonna cast a try and cast spell. Okay. What spell are you going to try? Uh, and cast? Prayer of healing. Uh, remind me what that one looks like. Um, okay, so prayer of healing is uh, healing up to six creatures. So um, it's prayer of healing, so I'm, uh, I am um, praying with my hands upwards, and they uh, softly glow, and, uh, and um, I encircle the creatures that I'm healing uh, in, a, in a soft, glowing light. 39. The soft glowing light that you're used to from Eideron when you used to cast this same spell to heal yourselves or the villagers of Caton is much more intense than you've ever seen it before. And you briefly worry about whether or not someone in the rest of the room might, might see it. But there's no one else in the rest of the room. And as the spell fades, you feel energized and connected once again to the spirits of your gods 
Uh, roll oh. your healing dice twice. Uh, like total twice? The dice. Twice. Okay. So I roll it twice, so you want me to roll f- four? Yes. Okay. You critically succeed on your sneak attack of healing. I <laughs> snuck up on that HP. So I am um, definitely... Uh, I'm very excited that this is happening, but I'm also worried because this okay. is not what is supposed to happen. Uh, so it's um, it's it's a little it's concerning to me. Do you voice those concerns? Um, or is this an internal? I think dialogue? it's a, it's an internal dialogue. Uh, but I certainly am not able to hide the fact that I'm very surprised about what's happening. Okay. Hey, Draman, do you have your magic back? Yeah, no, I, you've been casting I, spells like crazy. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening. you saying your gods didn't forget you? I, maybe because it's we're so high up. I don't maybe know. Maybe it's that special armor you got? No, uh, well, maybe. I mean, it's, maybe it's worked. We should like, go down the mountain again and see if we can cast spells. Uh, no, I'm fine no. with staying up here. It's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool with this whole you know. Or maybe thing it's the mountain itself. Uh... Maybe it's about, well. If it's the mountain itself, we live here now. <laughs> we're we're we never go, leaving. We go nowhere else ever again. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of a snow drama. No. No. Even with the rings. I mean, like. I mean, do you want to have frost giants as our neighbors? It's you worked mean out as our roommates. It's worked out. They wouldn't be neighbors. They wouldn't no, be no, roommates. No, no, no. This is our house now. Remember that. <laughs> Got to assert dominance. Worked out okay so far. Yeah, we almost got killed by a house cat. Yeah, you're right. I hate cats. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of hate cats, too. You made a tunic. Uh, people that like Not cats don't wear them. No one accidentally makes a cat token. I was very drunk one night. Ex- Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, we got to dig into this. Explain now how you made your toga. This because, is now the episode. Yeah, we haven't covered this. How does a person go from avid cat lover to avid cat wearer? I'm sure our listeners would be very interested to hear the details of this particular tale. And how concerned they should be about Stella. So. Yeah, he is going to come grab her. Uh, I don't really open up a lot about what happened before I joined the uh, the knights. But as I was trying to work through having magic, not really understanding what it was, it just kind of started happening to me. Um, I was like maybe a young teenager and uh, kind of left my house. Did you set fire to things when you were a kid? No. I was a pretty good kid. Did you accidentally magically set fire thing to no. things as a kid? Did you hate your parents as a kid for it? My magic was more or less like things would start levitating around me, and mm. I had no idea what was happening. Poltergeisting. Yep. Did, did you live under a staircase? No. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's like this. Sound, this is starting to sound like a background story to superhero, super friendly to the rescue. <laughs> well, he's yep. no, no, no. a superhero. <laughs> he's a super something. None of us are heroes. He's super special. <laughs> None of us. I'm are a here. super cat villain. And uh, anyway, you know, anyway, um, I left kind of my parents and my home because I just didn't feel like I fit in there anymore and just started kind of wandering around, um, ended up hanging out with some bards for a while and traveled with them. They they actually used me for their uh, performances because I could do crazy magical things and they would be like, they... They'd be very good at music, but they were not very good at the other performances, like juggling and things like that. So I would just kind of help them out with that thing, like kind of keeping the knives floating and things like that. Help them make money, and I got a, a short living off of that. Anyway, every oh, night we would like celebrate after performances. But one night we found this cabin um, on our travels that was empty, and it was after a big storm. So we decided to kind of just hang out there for a little while. That little while turned into, I don't even know how long, I kind of blacked out, but it was a very, very long time. The The cabin actually had a cellar to it that had the most amount of alcohol I've ever seen in my life. And we drank it all. <laughs> oh, all of it. Oh boy. Okay. And, you um, are alive. 
I I couldn't tell you. Maybe the magic was keeping me alive, helping me metabolize it faster. We actually lost two bards um, from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, Not liver failure. Yeah. Acute <laughs> alcohol poisoning. Yeah. That's, and, uh, it's real this, hard to die of that. This stuff was strong. I don't know what it was, but this stuff was strong. And um, next thing I know, I wake up in this cabin alone with this toga on. And... I couldn't tell you what happened. I have no idea. Did we kill these cats? I have no idea. Where'd they come from? I have no idea. And I kind of lived out in the woods by myself for the next three years and just kind of tried to fine-tune my magic and hunt and not very well. I kind of snuck into the towns and stole stuff. So you woke up in this cat toga. Yep. And you decided... This is who I am now. This is... is I had no money... And my whole life, all my clothes were like, this is literally all I had. I, so I just kind of kept it. So how did you end up in the nights? How, what was that transition like for you? Yep. Uh, after I was, after you hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. After I hit rock bottom, <laughs> yeah. uh, started fending for myself and just kind of fine tuned my magic a little bit. Um, one of the times I was actually in the town to get some, some food. Um, I actually saw a flyer for like, on the a recruitment poster yeah okay and um we want you for Addo. the money sounded good and they said that they were looking for spell casters so i was like yeah why not cool cool so i joined and then i met these guys yeah not too long after shipped off to bustling and exciting Caton. Mm-hmm. yeah we didn't really do much more than sit around and drink more <laughs> but maybe that's why my tolerance is so high is after all those who knows how long maybe months of drinking and just... yeah that was just cursed smugglers booze probably <laughs> i shouldn't right. be alive anymore but here i am in I a want, cat toga i now want a spinoff that's those two months <laughs> <laughs> i really do <laughs> Okay, everyone, as always, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Stronghold. Don't forget that we have another episode coming out in a week on Wednesday, September the 23rd. And until then, I hope to hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We always enjoy whatever interaction you have to give us. So, come on, don't be shy. And last, but certainly not least, remember that the best way that you can help us is to share us with your friends. Anyone that you think might be interested in the show... Give it a shot. They already know you're a nerd.